Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's just start with the fact that bad news from Sunday continues. Brock Purdy needs Tommy John surgery. A section, a second option has been requested. Of course it has. Of course they'll take a look at it. But at best, we're talking about a six-month recovery. A full repair of his UCL would mean more like eight months to a year. It's officially time to give Tom Brady a call. Hello, everybody. Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto with you after a painful Sunday afternoon for not just the 49ers, but NFL officials in both games. Cincinnati Bengals fans got to be feeling a little stung by some officiating that happened out there. And there is no reason to put the 49ers loss on officiating, although there was no help from anyone wearing stripes. That game was decided, full stop, when Brock Purdy went down with his shoulder, with his uh, elbow injury, and then Trey Lance, or not Trey Lance, Josh Johnson, uh, decided to prove himself maybe the worst football player of all time. And I'm not going to put it on a fourth-string quarterback to look good, but I am going to put it on a 14-year veteran to not look like he's never played before. That was embarrassing. And it's a shame that the 49ers couldn't put forth a a representative effort of who they wore in the NFC title game. Ray, they had the brakes beaten off of them in every conceivable way. However bad it started, it got worse. And then it just started spiraling uh, to the point where if you could forfeit a game in a fourth quarter, it would have been the right thing to do. No, if the 49ers had gotten through this with Brock Purdy entirely healthy, they lose 31-14. I don't think so. Oh, I, I don't do. think we're, so. We're, no, I'm not doing that today. I'm not going to. No, no, we're no. We're not going to talk I, about the game that doesn't exist. We're uh, no, talk uh, about no, no. Here's what we're going. No, Phil, uh, my point is Philadelphia was significantly the better team. That is my point. That they won both lines of scrimmage easily, and that's where I thought the game was going to be decided, and it was because the reason why both quarterbacks went down is because Philadelphia pounded them. They came, they, they rushed almost with impunity against an offensive line that only functions well with a lead. And they could never get a lead. 
So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and you can, kiss, team- you, you can kiss my grits because the Eagles had 269 yards of offense. They didn't they need anymore. They had the ball for 37 minutes. Per play. They had the ball for 37 minutes. Jalen Hurts did nothing impressive. He didn't the, have to. The Philadelphia Eagles were not overwhelmingly impressive. Were they better at the line of scrimmage? In moments, they were. In the defining moments of the game, they absolutely were. But no, we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna play the they would have lost anyway game. We'd have no idea what would have happened. What I do know is that that game should have been zero zero deep into the game, and it wasn't. It was seven to zero. Because another thing the 49ers should have done was review that catch. That was not a catch. But that was a defense that was getting off the field on third down. Philadelphia opened up the day one of six on third down. There was every opportunity for the 49ers to seize early control of that game. Had they had a healthy team? Had they been able to do that? If Brock Purdy is healthy the entire game... To talk about that, that there was just, there, there's no way the 49ers were just outclassed, no business being on the field with that team. That's, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. At all. Okay. At all. I, I, I then we will agree to disagree. I guess we will. Because I think Philadelphia was much the better team and didn't have to have a great offensive day because the 49ers only had the ball for 22 minutes. And how do they win games? By having the ball for 37 minutes. Geez, do you think their healthy quarterback might have had more time of possession, Ray, than the guys who are just going three and out? Do you think the fact that their running game couldn't get going had anything to do with this, too? Christian McCaffrey had the best day on the ground either team. For either team. And and here's the thing. And and, and it was literally the only thing the 49ers had going. It's easy to stop a running game when you cannot execute a forward pass. So you get no credit for stomping on the Niners' running game in the second half when they did not have a quarterback. That's what I mean, it was ridiculous, Ray. No, don't, no, don't go no, there. That's, that's ridiculous. Do not go there. And here's what's also ridiculous. Let's talk about those four dominant Eagle touchdowns, shall we? First touchdown, let's face it, shouldn't have happened. Should not have happened. Kyle Shanahan, little tip going forward, and I understand it's not. We're not going to put this on the 49ers coaching staff because apparently the replay angle that showed uh, Devontae Smith juggling that ball wasn't even available until they came back from commercial break. So you can't blame the Niners for not seeing what they could not see. There's officiating problem number one, though, and there's a league wide couldn't turn around the you know uh, replay fast enough for anyone to get a look at it problem. And Kyle Shanahan, the next time you see somebody screaming to run the next play, and they obviously didn't see, you know, Smith pop up and say, we got to run the next play as fast as humanly possible. When you see that, you might want to throw a challenge flag. So let's say that first fourth and two doesn't happen. It's a completely different game right there. The second touchdown, three defensive penalties. You have the referees moving the ball on third down for the Eagles when they could not. So that was an awful lot of help down the field to go 14 nothing. Then Josh Johnson gifts the ball to the Eagles on their own 30-yard line with no time remaining in the half, so Kyle cannot play wraparound football around halftime. The fourth touchdown, you got the roughing the punter where the player is clearly pushed into the punter by his own teammate, and that kept the Eagles on the field. The 49ers 
just mysteriously turned into the bumbling, fumbling, can't get anything going for them. Penalties stick to us all over the place. Las Vegas Raiders in this one game. They were penalized 11 times for 81 yards. They were penalized more times than any team in any playoff game this year. That's not who they are. That's not how they play. There is no trend to suggest that they are going to lose all sense of discipline in the biggest road game of the year. That's ridiculous. There were a few games this year where, in fact, they did that. Oh, yeah? How about in the last 12? Or were they so far in ancient memory that we're not even... What are you talking about? If you're going to tell me that a team that drove 11 plays, 14 plays, and 15 plays for three of its scores did not have the better half... better part of that game then we will they had but uh, ray look at what they did on third down if they, you got no impressive third down percentage where are you getting how, how are you doing it they're well they're first of all they had 15 third downs four niners only had eight their offense you know we're just putting that aside but the other thing was having the ball for 37 minutes is the way the 49ers win and the only way that the Eagles can do that with a lesser running game is if they are owning the line of scrimmage, which they did. You know how easier it is to own the line of scrimmage when the door only swings one way? How did they? Well, then how is it that the door only swung one way? Who hit the quarterbacks that drove them from the game? The Eagles did. I mean, I'm not sure why we're even having this. Right, no, argument. and I'm not saying that they did anything wrong hurting Brock. No, Purdy. no, no. I'm not saying I don't I know you're not saying that. What I'm saying is they they dominated both lines of scrimmage. And it wasn't close. And it wasn't just because the the 49ers lost both quarterbacks. It's because the the Eagles drove both quarterbacks from that game. And they could only do that if they were in the backfield the whole day long, which they were. They definitely shrunk the pocket, but for a staggeringly dominant defensive line afternoon, there were three sacks. And Josh Johnson is a human sack waiting to happen. So if not for the freak accident of Brock Purdy, to say that they lose that game 31-17 is a, I, I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's preposterous. I think that they would have absolutely had been in that game had they been able to run, you know, the plays in their playbook. I'm unconvinced. Christian McCaffrey had the best day on the ground of anyone on the ground. Hands down. 15 carries, 84 yards, 5.6 yards per average carry. That is more than two yards than any Philadelphia Eagle had average yards per carry Kenneth Gainwell was really good I mean Kenneth Gainwell is the guy who played a great game for the Eagles but Miles Sanders did not and Jalen Hurts did not and Boston Scott did not and Devontae Smith did not and A.J. Brown did not and Dallas Goddard did not it was not a great day of Eagles football it was a very good day of Eagles football with the single worst conceivable day of football any team could have ever played, been forced to play, happened to play, whatever, in the NFC title game. That was not representative of the San Francisco 49ers in any conceivable way. And I will I will grant you that, but I'm thinking the I'm fairly certain that the Eagles caused almost all of that. And if you can take away the game of a team as good as San Francisco's, 
the way they did, then I'm saying that the Eagles were clearly superior and by a fairly considerable margin. Now let's move on because we've decided we don't see the game eye to eye here, but there are other things we can talk about. Every single number that could crash the Niners crashed into the Niners. Again, the defense did all it could. And without an offense capable of possessing a ball, you know, the time of possession number to me is so ridiculously skewed that to hang an argument on that just doesn't make any sense. Because the offense was terrible, the Eagles are looking at a short field all day and they completely went about sitting on the ball as Nick Sirianni was smart to do. Three turnovers to none, though. Only 3.6 yards per play. Only 83 total rushing yards. Not a single trip into the red zone. Brock Purdy isn't hurt. Those numbers are all going up. The Eagles got to run 25 more plays. Not because they were that much better. It's because the 49ers were basically rendered helpless. And I got to tell you, I don't ever see, I don't ever want to see Josh Johnson on an NFL field again. Like, I, my expectations for him were exactly where they should be. I wasn't expecting anything spectacular. But serviceable? Not frightened? The guy's literally seen more snaps from different centers than probably anyone in NFL history with all the teams that he's played for, Ray. I mean, we're not just talking about first string starting Pro Bowl centers. We're talking about practice squad bums. I'm guessing the vast majority of shotgun snaps Josh Johnson has seen in his life have stunk. But he couldn't handle that one. And then to not have the instincts to just fall on the fumble... That might be the most useless 14-year veteran sports has ever produced. And in the one moment where the spotlight finally finds him, the only thing we see is him peeing down his own leg. Three delay-a-game penalties, Josh Johnson, screw off! I mean, get out of here! Get out of here! Three delay-a-game penalties. Three! Now, you can also say, hey, Kyle Shanahan, you know you got an absolute bumbling, stumbling NFL charity case lucky to be here as your quarterback now. Maybe you're going to want to stand next to the official all day when you see that play clock. Poop! Timeout. Call one. How Shanahan went into that halftime with all three of his timeouts still available. Uh, that's one we can absolutely debate about and say, what the hell are you doing there, Kyle? But it wasn't a day where you can even say, Kyle blew it. Although, you know, Rich Ornberger, who is a former NFL player, uh, he did tweet, you know, Kyle Shanahan has coached adaptive, responsive, resilient football teams for decades here now. And his teams get to championship games and then everything just seems to go haywire. Like, if not throughout the whole game, certainly the end of it. And he says, I'm a big believer in Kyle Shanahan, but there's a pattern. And I don't even know if that's fair, but it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I remember distinctly saying on uh, an interview last week that, you know, what would be the ramification if Kyle Shanahan lost this game? I said, well, there are no ramifications. No one's job here is on the line. He's got the job. He's the man for the job. And he remains the man for the job. But there is something to things going terribly wrong in big games for him that at the very least, you'd have to admit there's a pattern there. 
I don't know that there's a pattern, but there's a series. And there's there's a difference. Because it's not the same failing every time. Yeah, they should have they should have thrown a challenge flag. Just even if it just looks suspicious, because you know what? You can you can manage a clock without timeouts. You know, it's not like you can take them and book them, you know, use them in the second half and have five. And the other thing is, you know, could he have used a timeout later later in the half to break up Philadelphia's rhythm? I suppose. I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. Um, I thought it was curious that he tried, you know, McCaffrey in some sort of a wing T one time. Because I would say if if my offensive line can't keep their defensive line out of my backfield, why do I want my most important player to possibly get clocked? I actually, in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left to play, I'm like, why would you even have McCaffrey or Debo out there? Because the only way to guarantee next year not doing anything special is to have one of those guys hurt in a dramatic way right here, right now, in a completely unsalvageable football game. Yeah, I mean that that those are the things that I would say, well, ah, but let's but we both agree Kyle Shanahan's on scholarship. He's not getting he's not getting fired, demoted, anything. He might get a new deal out of this year. And I don't think anybody in their right mind would complain if he did. Again, it's easy to say that the 49ers staff blew the review of the fourth and three. But they didn't have access to the replay that showed that that ball was bobbling and moving on the ground. They didn't have access to it. It would have been an all-in challenge. It would have been a, you know, I'm, I'm going all-in without even looking at my hold cards. You didn't even have a peek. You didn't know he was sitting on. But when you do see, and this is where nobody on the 49er sideline caught Devontae Smith running the... We have to get this next play off at the speed of lighter and the last play is not going to stand. Like, you at least need to be looking out for that. And they didn't see that either. And then again, everything that could go wrong against you, Nick Bosa basically gets injured watching the game on the sideline by a crashing gunner coming out of bounds on a punt. I mean, everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. When Warner got hurt, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, this is not going to be a good day. When Warner goes down, he went down and he went straight up into the I'm not playing again, leg kicking. I thought he was done too. The fact that he came back into that game was a miracle, it felt like, because he's not a guy who stays down on the field to jake it for anything. No, but he did look like he was laboring the rest of the day. I think there was a little hitch in Nick Bosa's giddy up the rest of the day. Look, Nick Bosa's spectacular year. He had zero sacks in the postseason. There, it, 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 there, we're just going to let Lane Johnson false start most of the time, apparently. And you can say, well, they let Trent Williams start false start most of the time, too, and maybe that's fair. Yeah. But at one point, Lane Johnson false started in the end zone on the play that was nearly a safety. That could have been a safety because the penalty happened in the end zone. Christian McCaffrey is an absolute stud and as good of a football player as you will see on a football field. He was very much the best player on a very limited list. Uh, uh, Yeah. We got an awful lot to talk about with San Francisco 49ers, but I I will say this. The single greatest football player of all time 
won his game yesterday. And that player is Patrick Mahomes. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest football player of all time. If you're, if you're uncomfortable with that right now, you need a little bit more evidence, fine. I'm sure he'll deliver it to you. The guy's incredible. He's incredible. I, I would take him number one over any quarterback that ever played. Joe Montana, John Elway, Steve Young, none of those guys compare to the perfect product of quarterback that Patrick Mahomes is. What's his flaw? What's the one box he does not check? What is it? He's only pretty good when he has one leg. <laughs> okay. Considering he has two most of the time, I'll give you that one. He's special, man. He's special, but even that game was marred with a ridiculous amount of officiating that went in the direction of the home team. Maybe the real lesson is here for the 49ers to learn is host the NFC title game. Because if you got to go out on the road, not only are you going to maybe be maybe be a, a little nervous, but the uh, officials in the game are going to be nervous too. That AFC title game is the only game in the playoffs that you could say was maybe officiated poorer than the NFC title game. And for both of those crews to show up on Championship Sunday and get in the way of football in every conceivable way, it's a shame, man. It's a shame. I don't want to steal anything from Mike Greenberg, but I saw a clip of his on Twitter basically saying, you know, everything in sports is better except officiating. Everything in this league has gotten better except officiating. And we understand it's hard to do, but there's an element of hard to do that they've got to gap. They've got to bridge that gap because it's it, 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 there were... There were ridiculous flags happening big moments all the time in the two most important games of the year. Well, that's because the one thing that sports hasn't done in the last 30 years is spend sufficient time developing, A, a rational rule book, and B, training their officials far better than they do. I mean, everywhere else, performance, you know, medicine, technique... You know, theory, all of it has improved dramatically. But they don't do anything about officials because they don't care because officials don't bring in any money. And until they want to get that right, this is going to continue. I'm not selling. I'm not saying that they're selling. Uh, uh, you know, th these games aren't rigged. No, they're not. I know. And I'm not suggesting right. that you're saying that. Right. But what I am saying, and this is maybe as bad as being rigged. They are left unfixed because the NFL understands that angry voices the next day do as much to sell the game as any, like, you know, that was a well-officiated game. Doesn't move the needle. Sports talk radio screaming about bad calls on Monday mornings does. And the NFL, I think, knows that and has accepted that and thinks not only is it a price of business, but it's actually an asset to the business that we're doing. Because controversy sells. Yeah. I don't know if it's as much that because Sports Talk Radio does not generate money in and of itself for the National Football League. But officiating, is just, they, they view that as money down a sinkhole. It, why would we have better officials? That means we have to spend more time training them. We don't want to do that. So they basically, they, they just trot out the same guys every year. And every year they change the rule book to make it less able to be adjudicated. Did you they think made it so complicated that nobody in their right, no, nobody can do this. The game 40 years ago was simpler because there were far fewer rules and you would just let guys have common sense and they figured it out then. You know, the only thing 
that the NFL's replay rule has done is made it harder for the eight guys on the field to do their jobs. And the league does not seem to care because they're going to change more rules next year because they change rules every year. Mo Money in San Francisco. You're on 95.7 The Game. Mo Money, what do you got? Hey, uh, how you guys doing today? Excellent. Listen, I can understand one thing that Kyle Shanahan couldn't figure out. You had a month and a half, and out of all the quarterbacks that are sitting and knowing that you're using your third-string quarterback, Purdy, if he gets hurt, who are you going to turn to? You could add Cam Newton. You could add, but you know who they went with? They went with guys from, guys from Oakland who hasn't played you know, I don't know how long. And you've seen that uh, fumble right before the the half, which actually cost us the game, if you ask me, right there. That was that was one and done. But we had all this time to get a quarterback a month and a half, and you couldn't figure that out, that what happens if he gets hurt. Well, I, again, you know, Mo Money, let me ask you. Can you please name all the fourth-string quarterbacks in football this year? Name them all. None. None. That's right. I, I it doesn't exist. If you're on your third-string quarterback, you're as far down the road of being screwed in that department as you, a football team can get. It's a miracle that they stumbled into Brock Purdy, who at picks 262 was able to play undefeated football right up into the game where who knows what might have happened. He couldn't even compete in it. He got hurt too early in it to compete. You know, now, you can't, you, you, you just, you can't be angry that this team didn't go out and get Cam Newton. Come on. Come on. Get real. Now, the real question is, though, what's this offseason about to look like? Because I wouldn't trust Trey Lance to show up and be ready to coach this or play quarterback for this team at all. Maybe he is. Maybe he does realize his potential eventually, but I'm not betting on it as much as I'm betting on Tom Brady. If I'm the San Francisco 49ers, I got Tom Brady out here tomorrow. Tomorrow. Talking about what do you need? We got two years for you. It'll be the last two years you play football. We know that. You know that. And the Niners, honestly, as physical as their team is, they got about two years left in this window. Because George Kittle is always a heartbeat away from an injury. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, all these guys. All of their important players. Nick Bosa. All of them got about a window here where they they need to win a Super Bowl in the next, what's 17 plus 17, right? Uh, 34. They need they got 34 games to win a Super Bowl with this group. They got two years. That's the window. If you add Tom Brady. 888-957-9570. We got open lines. And here's the deal. Ray and I are here until after 4 o'clock. Then we got JD coming in with Warriors Live. Ray and I are going to then hop on the stream. We're going to be joined by Michael Irvin on the stream. There will be merriment. There will be swearing. Fun will ensue. Damon and Ratto here. The Bud Light guest line. Again, we're going to have Michael Irvin on the Bud Light guest line at 4.30 over on the stream. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. The Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by the San Francisco Sheriff Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com and apply today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is god stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Look, it's real simple. The 49ers caught one break all day, and every other break went against them. Ray, can you think of the one break that they actually caught in the game? Final gun? No. It's when Philadelphia's punting unit got jobbed by the spider cam wire. Oh, yeah. But even though everyone in the stadium saw it, even though both sidelines saw it, even though they have more cameras on the game than in a normal regular season game, it wasn't on film. So there isn't conclusive evidence. You can't overturn it. That's the only break that the 49ers got all day long. And look, you, you can say it was stacked against them no matter what. I think the game would have stacked up so much differently had the 49ers had, you know, an offense. It's a lot easier to sit on an offense when an offense can only do one thing. And the minute Josh Johnson came in that game, the offense could only do one thing. And it didn't have anything to do with throwing a football. The fact that Purdy went back in there for a sequence of just sad little handoffs was all they had left. It was really all they had left. You say, well, maybe just let Christian McCaffrey let her rip or have Juszczyk let her rip or, or whatever. Yeah, maybe. But he, that's the game that you're still losing. That's yeah. that's the thirty-one to fourteen loss. No, that's I, not the thirty-one to fourteen loss. That's the forty-five-seven loss. Well, who knows? Who knows? But again, Josh Johnson. Someone's like Damon. You're being way too hard on Josh Johnson. I'm sorry, dude. I'm no, I'm not. I didn't expect Josh Johnson to go ahead and find victory in Philadelphia. 
but I didn't help him. I, I didn't think that he would go out of his way to help the 49ers lose the game. He was awful. I mean, if you're a 14-year NFL vet, knowing how to fall on a fumble as soon as it happens, that should be just instinct to you. You're a 14-year NFL vet getting a shotgun snap. Again, you're not even fumbling the center snap exchange because you're all up under his tuchus. No. You're yards behind the line, and his eyes just came off of it because I don't understand it. I don't understand. I just, you, you cannot have three delay of games. Get the play in faster. What, are you kidding? You know, you're standing there. You got the huddle, or you got, you, you, everyone's in there for you. You know, five Mississippi, six Mississippi. Six, you know, you're, you're, you're just counting down to zero. And then, like, at zero, he's starting his 118 cadence. I mean, well, come on. Again, Kyle, feel free to call a timeout. You can't take him with you. Shanahan was asked if the team just straight up went numb after Brock Purdy's elbow went numb. And here's what he had to say. Uh, I don't think we were numb. I think, I mean, guys were up for the challenge. You know, I thought our defense was playing real well. You know, I, we felt Josh was going to go in there and execute our plan and give us a chance. You know, that we, we got, I think it was 7-7. They went down. They got a number of those. They had that one long drive with all those penalties. And then they got the 14-7. And um, we ended up having that fumble, which was 21-7. We felt confident coming out in the third quarter. But on that opening drive, we, we lost our last quarterback. And then after that, we were inspired watching our defense and stuff. And we felt the whole time down two scores. We felt we could run the ball well enough and hopefully generate some stuff and hopefully get a turnover on the other side or something like that to give us a chance to come back. But we didn't move the chains enough. And then once they got that third score, I believe, after the roughing the punter, uh, then it was real tough to catch up. Yeah, that was it. I mean, there were, I mean pick your moment where you, you want to decide it was the point of no return. I don't think they went numb, Ray, when Brock Purdy went down. I think they went numb when they realized Josh Johnson ain't, ain't up for this. This is just, he's way over his skis. He looked nervous every single minute he was in there. And for, again, a 14-year-long NFL vet who finally, like, what's the point of being a professional athlete if you're not going to be ready for your close-up when it finally comes? And he wasn't ready. He was ill-prepared to compete in that game. I don't know if he was ill-prepared. I know that everything he did turned to dirt. That said, I think they were done when Boston Scott scored the third touchdown. Oh, yeah. Because, um, and the reason why I didn't think it After was... After the Josh Johnson fumble. Okay, but however that happened... The Josh Johnson fumble. That's, that's how okay, it happened. Okay, I get that. Well, okay, you could stop with the Josh Johnson stuff. They were done at halftime, not just because of Josh Johnson, but because they didn't have anything else either. Nobody was there to save them. That's the point. Josh Johnson was. Josh Johnson was not going to save them. When he came in, they were in trouble. And when they couldn't stop the, the Miles Sanders, the 14-play drive, they were in deep trouble. And then it was finished when the Boston Scott touchdown happened. But you spent all year explaining implicitly that this was just not a quarterback-dependent offense. Well, anyone was, could do it. No, but I didn't say anyone could do it. I What I said was that Brock Purdy is not the most important part of the offense. The most important part of the offense was Christian McCaffrey. I said that over and over again. And it turned out to be true that he is their best player offensively. 
he's the guy who's, you know, he is most directly involved in the most important plays. Yesterday, the one thing, I mean, and look, I didn't analyze this game correctly going in. I thought it would be close, and I thought the 49ers... It it would have I, been a I, close game. Let me finish my sentence, please. I thought that the 49ers would be more representative at the line of scrimmage, and they weren't. They only gave up three sacks. It doesn't matter how many and two sacks of them, they And gave two up. of them were Josh Johnson falling on his own fumble. It's not pass blocking. It's they Other than that one drive, they couldn't open a hole to, to get a running game going. And that's because Philadelphia's defensive line was superior. And Philadelphia's offensive line was superior hands down the entire day. That's why this game ended up the way it did. Josh Johnson did nothing to save them. You're right. But if you're asking Josh Johnson to be the guy who saves you, you're already in too much trouble to escape. Well, that I'll agree with you there. But be representative of the 14-year NFL veteran. I, seriously, the, the 49ers might have had a, they would have been better off having a fan contest of local college quarterback washouts to be their fourth quarterback than Josh Johnson. Or the fan that won that contest could not look worse than what Josh Johnson looked like. Well, that's why they're going to draft two quarterbacks in the seventh round this coming draft. Why coming wouldn't year? you keep hitting on it? Look, Christian McCaffrey's touchdown run was one of the more mannish things you'll ever see. The 23-yard touchdown run. He should have been dumped in the backfield. He leapt over the defender. He runs through a huge hit. He keeps his balance, and boom, he's in the end zone. And for a minute there, you thought, well, maybe, just maybe. But then Brock is out of the game, and you can have all 11 standing at the line of scrimmage. So on a day where the... the, I'll, I'll tell you this. The Eagles' offensive line did more to dominate that game than a defensive line, which was allowed to cheat its ass off all day long. And why wouldn't they be? The other team can't throw the ball five yards downfield. So you don't need to defend that anymore. You and I could have played defense for the Philadelphia Eagles in their secondary, Ray. I don't believe that's true. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I just think that Philadelphia was the better team start to finish because they won the two things that were the most important which was offensive line and defensive line i think they got to cheat on their defensive line their offensive line there's no there's there's no cobwebs on it i'll give you that but again for an offensive line with no cobwebs on it that represented a massive two-way threat at all times jalen hurts threw for 121 yards They ran 44 times for 148 yards. So this offensive line was busted. 3.4 yards per carry per game. I mean, again, there's no evidence to support that their offense dominated anything other than the score, which is completely dependent on the 49ers handing the ball back to them with every sad, we're off the field so quickly because we can't run an offense because our, our starting quarterback got hurt and the backup is terrified and unprepared and doesn't know the playbook or the verbiage or the clock counting down to zero. He can't see that either. It was just a shame that the Niners couldn't put forth a representative effort And I do believe a representative effort would not have been 
31-14. No chance. No chance. Jay in San Rafael. Hello, Jay. You're on 95.7 The Game. Hi, guys. How's it going today? I um, just noticed uh, during the play that Brock got hurt, the Debo was kind of jogging off to the right and was totally not going to get the ball. How about a chip block Debo? I've seen him stand around a few times not doing much otherwise. Thanks. Well, I mean, Brock Purdy got hurt because, was it, Hassan Reddick just blew up? Was that uh, Tyler Croft? And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, how, you know, how, how do you have your backup tight end? Okay, so, I mean, yes, you can call him a backup tight end, but he's also a blocking tight end. It's what he's out there to do. And he's prevented a lot of sacks this year in the blitz that he normally picks up, but Hassan Reddick got him. By the way, let me ask you this. Don't you think Brock Purdy's hand was coming forward just a little there? I didn't, no. You thought, okay, because, I mean, it was close. I, I thought I could see this either way, you know, you know it, and, and I thought his hand was coming forward a little, just a little. Yeah, I didn't. I'm talking about two inches, the, fir- the, the, the very first two inches of that forward motion. I mean, he went from here to here. I thought the ball was coming loose before the, his arm started to go forward, but. Fair enough. He's no less hurt. No, he is not no less hurt. And just to clarify. Because Lucas came in here and said, yeah, I want to make sure you clarify this to the audience as we're learning that Brock Purdy is getting a second opinion now on his elbow. He has suffered a complete tear of the UCL in his throwing elbow. The hope is that he can avoid a full reconstructive surgery. Well, here's the thing. If he suffered a complete tear, there is no hope that he will. He needs the full reconstruction where they have to take a cadaver and put that in his elbow. A dead man's cadaver, Ray. No, a dead man's elbow. Not a dead man's cadaver. It's well wherever the whole cadaver. Dead men don't own dead men. If you can if you can put an entire dead man into Brock Purdy's elbow, just think how strong his elbow will be next year. Well think how grotesque it would look. It's an entire man in your elbow. Yeah. I mean literally he'd have Popeye's arms. He's going to get a second opinion, but, I mean, six months at best, a year at worst. And, again, I'm calling Tom Brady tomorrow if I'm the 49ers. And someone says, Damon, you said earlier it's the wrong time to be getting into the Tom Brady business. Look, the price is right, and the fit matches. Tom Brady trying to win every game, throwing the ball 55 yards downfield to Mike Evans is a rough way to do it. Tom Brady running an offense within a box that is 15 yards sounds like something he could really do. And you know what he's not going to be asked to do? Not once in two years being coached by Kyle Shanahan. If that were to happen, he's not going to be asked to throw the ball 66 times, not once in a football game. Not once. And the other thing that Tom Brady does is not get hurt all the time. Now you could say, well, you're officially playing with fire there. But when it comes to playing with fire in the who got hurt injury, the 49ers cannot be choosers there. They're beggars. This team has got a little curse around it, man. It really is. I mean, poor Kyle. You know, what, what defines Kyle Shanahan as, as a coach? Kyle Shanahan, is he's, he's got an exemplary run game. Uh, he's got the respect around all of football as an offensive mind. His defense, again, he doesn't get any credit for calling the plays, but he built it. and He built a monster. In almost every instance over the last three or four years, this defense has been a monster. He's assembled as much talent as any NFL team has in its locker room. But the injuries, especially at quarterback, it just defines Shanahan. 
Well, it's next year. Next year's year seven for him? Yeah. Year seven. And the quarterback situation this Monday morning isn't any more settled than it was when frickin' Brian Hoyer was here. But it's unsettled for a different reason. Because every year it's unsettled for a different reason. Right. That's the beauty of it. It's not the same problem. It's a whole new problem. It continues to change. It morphs into a brand new version of the same problem that you couldn't see coming. Again, couldn't trust Jimmy because he's hurt too often, right? Okay. So you drafted a raw Adonis who starts four games and has been injured in two of them. And now a season-crippling injury to Brock Purdy in the NFC title game. An off-season-crippling injury, it seems now, for Brock Purdy. Oh, that's a rough way for a season to end, sports fans. It really is. It really is. Someone's like, well, which way would you rather have it end? You know, the way that the Bengals got their throats ripped out at the very end? Yes, I would much rather lose the game that way. Every day of the than being rendered uncompetitive six offensive plays into a football game? I'll take that any day. And the difference is that the Bengals can start to recoup next, like today, if they want to start preparing for next year. The 49ers will know nothing about their quarterback situation in August. It's rough. But you know what? Life sucks, and then you get a hip replacement. And maybe it takes, and maybe it doesn't, and you walk with a limp. Bob in San Francisco. Hello, Bob. You're on 95.7 The Game. What do you got? Two quick points. I agree with you, Damon, that uh, Bosa hasn't had a sack primarily because we don't have another end. Although I like Ebukam and he's coming on, we don't have that other pass rusher like we did with D. Ford. And even though I wasn't a great fan of D. Ford, he still provided that extra, you know, that extra push on the other side. So that's one thing. And then I kind of agree with uh, Ray in the sense that that Philadelphia is that classic team that started off from the beginning. And has all the way gone all the way to the Super Bowl. They remind me of the early Redskins in the excuse me, in the, uh, Washington in the nineties. Uh, Bob, I'm sorry, your phone betrayed you as much as Josh Johnson betrayed you. <laughs> and it's unfair to put it on him, but I got to find one. It, it, to me, like what it, it, it's it's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to be incompetent. 14 years into a career, Josh Johnson looked as incompetent as a randomly selected person from the crowd would have been. I mean, it, I, I could not believe how bad he looked. Why is that guy even on an NFL roster? Seriously. Like, what did he do to prove that he belongs to even be your possible emergency backup guy? I, I, don't, I, 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 I don't know why they would. Like, the Niners, he should never cash another NFL paycheck again in his life. No team should pursue him as even a camp arm. Are you kidding me? Find a worse, and then it was my turn than that. Find me one. You can't. I've never done the research on that, and I don't believe I'm going to start now, but it wasn't good. This is Steven in San Jose. Hello, Steven. Hi, guys. So when they were not drafted, when they signed Josh, I was I was concerned then, especially with like a really really young quarterback coming in, Mister Relevant, Mister Relevant, we'll say. Um, when we when when that happened, I had like you guys said with Shanahan's. I'm not blaming him, but with his history, a lot of injuries to quarterbacks happen. 
I was concerned when they made the signing that this would happen and it would end in destruction. Were you guys concerned when the signing happened or were you comfortable? When, when who's signing? I think when they brought Johnson in. Well, but that, I mean, here's the thing. At that point, you're at the end of the who's an available professional quarterback road. You know, no, no one likes to see the reflection coming out of that mirror, what the end of the quarterbacking road looks like. The end of the quarterbacking road, I guess, does look like John Johnson. But the one merit that I thought he had was, well, here's the guy who has been around so long. You know, at, at the very least, he's going to get the plays off. At the very least, he'll get the playoff. And at the very least, he's going to handle the quarterback center exchange. At the very least. How can you live 14 years in football without mastering that if you're never asked to really do anything more than that? I didn't expect him to come in and throw for 250 yards and three touchdowns and light it up. But I expected him to represent the concept of I'm not going to pee down my leg in every moment that you're looking at me. And that's all he did. I mean, when Reddick rolled over, I, saw, I thought he ripped the ball right out of his damn hands. I thought he fumbled that one, too. Luckily, his fanny hit the ground first. I mean, that's just weak as hell, dude. You cannot get rolled over, rolled up, and the guy comes up with the ball on the other end. Like, I've never seen that. I've been watching professional football my entire life. I've never seen a sack look like that where the other dude is like, I've got the ball just like you did. I mean, that was, that was ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. And from that moment on, he was terrified to be out there. Terrified. And again, that defensive line was good. They were putting pressure. But the actual sack total for the, you know, most sacks since the 1985 Chicago Bears? Three. One was Josh Johnson fumbling a snap away. That counts as a sack, so that doesn't even count. So they had two. And Purdy, let's face it, his elbow got sacked. It's not like he got blown up on that play. He kind of did get blown up on that play. Well, he did, he did, but you know what I'm saying. It's not like they cut him in half. No, but you don't have to cut a guy in half to get the sack. I mean, it just right, it, but he it wasn't, wasn't even on the ground. He wasn't even on the ground. He stumbled away from the play. Okay. Uh, so, you but, know, I mean, this this outrageously dominant defensive line, uh, they were they were really good. They dominated the offensive line they were playing against. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And but, it doesn't but, have but to be about early. And it doesn't they have early, to be. They only did late. And it doesn't have to be about how many sacks you got. All it has to be is they couldn't open a hole. They couldn't protect their quarterback. But they did open holes. They did open holes to the point on where. On the one drive. Well, yeah, on the one drive where an actual threat of we're going to do something other than run the ball existed. When a team becomes one dimensional. How much credit should anyone get for shutting that dimension down? It's the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do in football. All they're going to do is run against us. Sweet. That should be easy. How many times did the 49ers win comfortably where the other team could only throw the ball? That's just as one-dimensional. So if we're going to do that, then we're going to have to regrade Every game the 49ers played, including the ones that they dominated. Because life is if life is easier when the other team's one-dimensional, and it is, then you should get points off for that. 
I think they helped make this one-dimensional. There wasn't a single game played in the NFL that was rendered as one-dimensional than from the sixth play of the Eagles game for the 49ers. Because that's when Purdy hurt himself, right? Play number six, was that it? I think so. But there were there were plenty of games where a team was out of it early for whatever reason. That one-dimensional? That one-dimensional. Where the... Where the Tom remainder? Brady threw the ball 66 times in one game. That's pretty one-dimensional. Right, but that's one-dimensional with, what, the greatest to ever do it? It's one-dimensional by... It's still one-dimensional. Sure. and I, I don't know why we're arguing about this. It's just, we saw what we saw. We, we pretty, pretty much agree on how it happened. I think we're good. Brock Purdy was 4 for 4 for 23 yards before he left the game. I would have loved to have seen more of that. Would have loved to have seen more than that. This is Ryan in Menlo Park. What do you got, Ryan? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Super happy to uh, be able to talk to you for a moment. Um, So, you know, I think that the most disappointing thing about Josh Johnson is just fumbling a shotgun snap. Totally unacceptable. Keep your eyes on the ball. You learn that when you're like four years old. Second thing I wanted to say is that from an overall season perspective, great season. I love the 49ers, and I just thank them for giving me such a thrill this season. And then finally, do you remember Joe Webb coming in for the Vikings in 2012 when they lost a stinker with their backup quarterback who was way overmatched? Reminded me a lot of Joe Johnson yesterday. Yeah, but here's the thing. Joe Webb wasn't a 14-year NFL veteran at that time, I don't believe. Josh Johnson, if he's... If Josh Johnson's entire life is in the NFL for two more years, he can have a driver's license. I mean, it's just, you got to look better than that. And then just the not being able to get the plays off. Come on. And that's a little on Kyle, too. Kyle, call a timeout, goddammit. Aren't you looking at your boy? Can't you see the, how frightened he is out there? How not in control of this game he is? Call a timeout. Just settle him down. Get in his ear. Give him his next three plays right now. Tell him, give him the wrist where he literally just has to say, okay, we're running play 3B. And let everyone go with that. Give everyone a corresponding wristband. They say, well, he can't hear. Well, then you should have all your calls down. You should have all your sideline machinations down. You guys are paid millions of dollars to be able to communicate in rough environments. Let me ask a question. Kyle Shanahan was asked if the team went numb. Do you think he did? Maybe a little. Maybe he got a little shell shocked early. You know, maybe they. You know, the the intimidation of that place. I think he probably he must have hated himself the minute he didn't throw that 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 challenge flag on the Devonte Smith catch, and maybe that was haunting him. Maybe and, I mean because yeah. that, that's one where I'm prepared to at least partially blame the staff. Because somebody's got to get in his ear and says, hey, there's something going on down there. Throw the flag now. Right. But And then to have all three timeouts at the end of the half anyways. Oh. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. Yeah, come on, man. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think he could have done, could, done something to calm Johnson down. He could have. And, you know, but I think at that point, I wonder if they were just all, oh, God, this is worse than we could have imagined. Well, it, it, that game took on... Even more of a 
feeling like it was even more dramatic than the whole like here we go again like they they've never gone through anything like that that wasn't even a here we go again it was just a holy mackerel like you could not start a game worse you could not find how about this the only thing the 49ers won all day was the coin toss that's it but they dominated that they dominated they they so won that coin toss right they won the hell out of it. Might have been their best coin toss of the year. Your red and gold reaction is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. I want to welcome you to your 4 o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Damn well better be free. So download that app. That damn well better be free app that Ray just told you about because Ray and I are going over there starting at about 4.15 till about 5.15. We're going to have a commercial free uninterrupted hour on the stream and we're going to be joined by Michael Irvin. But coming up in a little bit here brought to you by Fremont Bank is Warriors Live with our guy John Dickinson. We got Warriors. We got Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And again, make sure you download that Odyssey app. Nothing but calls until Ray and I go in the stream. This is Nick in Vallejo. What do you got, Nick? Hey, thanks for uh, pulling on for me. Um, Yeah, no, I I think everything that you guys were saying is is super relevant. yeah, when Fred Warner got injured, it was like the oh no moment, and nothing, nothing worked after that. So yeah, it's just, it's just disappointing. Brutal way to end the year. As brutal a way to end a year as I could have conceived. Like if you if you said, Damon, all right, sit down and write something that officially ends with as much pain for Niners fans as possible. I don't even know if my sadistic, masochistic mind could have come up with that one. It reminded me a little bit of the year that Buster Posey got taken out at home plate because that was a year in which the Giants lost a number of important guys. And it was almost like, you know, somebody at the league office said, let's see how much we can hurt him. Quick, get God on the phone. Because first Warner goes down, then Bosa goes down. Then Purdy goes down. I said, well, apparently God's running the table today because he gave the two and a half. He sure did. The coach in Vallejo. What do you got, coach? Hey, good hey, good afternoon, guys. And Damon, I think you're a little hard on Josh Johnson. He sucks. However, I've been listening for <laughs> I've been listening for the last twenty minutes. But uh to be perfectly objective, the 49ers offense and defensive line got dominated for two weeks in a row. And I think it's showing that they built up a lot of their statistics on weak NFC West teams. These NFC East teams I mean, they shut down Bosa. McGlinchey has been thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, I thought the biggest play yesterday, though, was when Greenlaw was afraid to step in front of Kelsey on Sanders' touchdown. I mean, Kelsey turned around the corner. Greenlaw's right in the hole. He wanted no parts of Kelsey. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, that's it. The 49ers, they just got out physical yesterday, plain and simple. And I would have been afraid, too, at quarterback because Brock Purdy was getting hit when he was in there. And, yeah. Joshua was afraid, but rightfully so, because the Eagles' defensive line dominated. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. He raised an interesting point there, which is the 49ers 
at some point have been that well for a while now they've been putting off the retool of the offensive line. I wonder if they really regret letting Lake and Tomlinson. I was about go. to say Lake and Tomlinson probably has a better game yesterday. I mean, that at some point they have to recognize that you can you can squeeze a dime here and choke a quarter there, but your offensive line you've got to pay guys and you've got to pay a lot of guys and you you've got to be okay with that. Um, well, it's the first place they're retooling. I mean, that, you know what? It's the off season. You're looking offensive line, looking another corner, another safety. If you lose Jimmy Ward, I think you put off the safety if you're going to have to spend thirty million dollars to get Tom Brady, though. And you are going to have to spend thirty million because he made twenty five this year. Tom, do you really want to win another Super Bowl? Here's the thing: like, you don't need another dime, dude. This is about just fueling your competitive fire. We're the best shot you will have in your career. So take it for $14.5 million. I don't even give 15 for him. I just, I just lowered the price. Let's see how desperate he really is. I think he's not going to be that desperate if somebody else comes at, with, at him with 30. We go to Cato in Oakland. Hello, Cato. How you guys doing today? I'll make it quick. Um, we got to put it in perspective. Um, to throw that man into the championship game, when the 49ers, better than any other team, knew they were one hit away from not having Purdy, I think they could have been a little more prepared or at least had Johnson prepare and play a, a little bit of snatch with the starters because I think back to Gary Hogaboom going into a championship game and he had experience as a starter and he was trashed that day too. And just think about the gap that the best young quarterback in the league made yesterday. Mahomes made a bonehead play that was twice as big as Johnson's and Mahomes is a season. Super Bowl playoff quarterback, and he threw the ball backwards and almost lost the game for his team. So I can understand Johnson being a little bit unprepared yesterday and thrown into the game for the first time in years. Just because he's a veteran doesn't mean he has a lot of experience on the field during those type of games. No, so I'm thinking at that point, and again, I'm not criticizing his actual on-field play. I'm criticizing everything that's on him. Getting the snap. Getting the playoff on time. He can control those things. And he has to. And that is a point where you're a 14-year NFL vet. And again, who has taken more snaps from more random centers in his career than that guy? He should, his, he just, it was awful. I mean, it was just awful. I mean, just, just give your team a shot to compete. There was not a shot to be seen. Josh, D.C., what's going on, Josh? Hi, I had one quick point. Um, I, I was listening to you guys earlier, and I think I agree partially with both of you, where I do think there was a big difference at both lines of scrimmage. And I do think that um, Josh Johnson just... There's, there's one thing if you're not extremely talented, but like you said, as a 14-year veteran in the league, there are certain things you just can't do. And it looked like he came to the game just... Ready for his, uh, ready for some interview at the Super Bowl. You know, it didn't seem like he was there played. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if if all you're getting basically because Purdy's getting the lion's share of the reps, you're getting mental reps. And in mental rep, there's nothing more you should be going over than just getting the playoff. The verbiage of this play, the mental rep of this play, is the execution of you communicating what play you're about to run in the huddle. Cliff in Seattle, you got 30 seconds, Cliff. All right, uh, quick, you're spot on about Josh Johnson. I can't believe all these 49er fans trying to defend that guy. He needs to be serving NFL players Gatorade. That's the only role he deserves in the NFL. 
Um, what I wanted to touch on and bring a, hopefully a little levity to all this, uh, potential silver lining, love Buck Purdy, it was a fun show to watch. His greatest weakness, even at his peak in my opinion, is he, he lacks arm strength. Now, if we look at this injury, and we're looking at Tommy John surgery, and we think about it like professional baseball players, I've seen plenty of pitchers get the surgery and add five miles per hour to the fastball. Matt Cain, Steven Strasburg, I mean, come on, Mark Pryor. It's a great thing he tore his UCL. <laughs> no, we're not going to go that far. But I, I, you know what? On a day where there aren't many sunny-side-up eggs to look at, thank you for serving us that one sunny-side-up egg. Ray and I are hopping over to the stream right now. Join us there in a matter of moments. John Dickinson, Warriors Live, coming up next here on 95.7 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.